0: Welcome to the Luca and the Pete show. It's Monday, so of course we are in your ears. We're not talking about your coronavirus. We're not talking about your COVID-19, 20 or any other derivatives. We are talking about living life to the fullest. With our heads in collective boxes, uh, recording each other's voices.
1: How can you live your life to the max while you can't leave your spare room? Because all you do is make audio programs on your own, talking to mostly other men down mm. a microphone.
0: <laughs> this is uh, how I imagine Churchill would uh, have been uh, operating affairs uh, while he was um, while we were under, under the threat of bombing. Actually, no, he didn't do it. He used to go on the roof, didn't he? Shaw. So yeah, right he, um, off was our Churchill.
1: So he did. He used to go. Obviously, if you've been to the Churchill War Rooms, he, he used to address the nation from there, um, and he had everything he needed down there, I think. But yeah, apparently, mm. in fact, I, according to historians, in fact, according to a book that I'm in the middle of reading right now, he used to go against advice and to the to the the detriment of all of his nearest and dearest mental health, mm. he would go up onto the roof and watch the bombings as soon as the air raid siren started. So, yeah. um, weird, Fun. but obviously he wanted to be a part of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what you, did he think he could probably, like, wave his umbrella and knock a... Uh, I don't know the name of any German. Messerschmitt? Is that, yeah, is that a German one, yeah, plane? Yeah. Yes! Get in there. He was going to knock one of them out of the sky.
1: <laughs> With his umbrella? Yeah,
0: uh, I'll you know, just throw his cigar, lit cigar into the gas tank.
1: Yeah. Oh, sure that would. Went...
0: That Stop would happen the in the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie,
1: wouldn't it? Um Definitely. My granddad remembers um seeing Spitfires and stuff flying over uh head fighting against German planes as a nine year old boy. He said it was tremendously exciting at the time.
0: <laughs> tremendously exciting. Well I guess it was to a certain extent. Um, if you're nine, I'd... you'd
1: be loving it, wouldn't you? Your parents would probably just tell you everything will be fine. Well I think his dad was at war, well, but Well, I
0: think I think the I think the word exciting um it's only ever used in one way like in a kind of like a, a gleeful way but i don't think it should be i think it should be used i i i commented uh and this comment wasn't taken uh certainly in the spirit it was intended to to uh as kind of contributor that i said that um being assaulted uh, physically um would be exciting in the it, sensorially sensorially yeah i know what you mean sensorially yeah. you know it would be exciting it would be awful, but it would also be exciting. Are we allowed to use that? I mean, we shouldn't use the word like that because it's it's generally accepted that, yes, I'm excited. Um, but if you are getting attacked or being in a fight, it's exciting, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but if I were to Did say to ex- someone, please excuse Pete, he's getting a little bit overexcited, that's not a good thing, is it? So it can be used in both ways. No, that, that,
0: think, that, yeah, that's never a good thing. Yeah, that's never a good thing.
1: There are a load of um, words that have been co-opted to mean positive things when the traditional etymology of them wouldn't be. Like, for example, yeah. incredible normally right. means, oh, that was incredible, but it can also mean that's not realistic or or, or yes. something else. So, But on the point about the uh, the Second World War and my granddad, like, I mean, I know that my granddad found it trem- tremendously exciting because he was there and he told me. So yeah. it's, it's up to him, isn't it, really? As, <laughs> as, as a nine-year-old boy, you found it tremendously exciting and lots of people could get in touch and go, But oh, well, the thing is a war is bad and people died. I know that, but I'm just telling you from a primary source that that yeah. is what he thought as a nine-year-old boy because when you're a nine-year-old right. boy, all you care about is playing war games and cops and robbers and stuff anyway, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So I guess, I mean, so they had um, dogfights above them, uh, explosions and yeah. downed planes and, and crazy stuff. And we had... Boglins.
1: yeah not as good so, so another thing another thing my granddad said to me was that he remembers being encouraged to go out onto the street and um, with the rest of the residents that weren't away fighting the war and as yeah. german prisoners of war were being marched through the street shouting at them right okay what were they shouting boo yeah like oh german bastards oh, or whatever, you think probably. you're
0: all you think you're all special invading jersey yeah picking on the little guys Exactly.
1: but that book I was referencing there is called *The Splendid and the Vile* by Eric Larson. I probably mentioned it, but all the days, all the days sort of merge into one now, so I can't remember what I've said and what I haven't, even more than usual. But it's a very, very good book, yeah. anyway. Mm.
0: How's your, how's your, how's your walking? You, you do do a little bit of running around, don't you? You're like a little run around, don't you?
1: Yeah, I've been, um, I've been keeping me distance, but running. Um, I did a ten k on Saturday, which is good. It's bloody warm though. I, I had a really good is, plan yeah. to um, to get up uh, about seven. Um, half an hour in the house, then hit the hit the pavement for an hour. Mm. So I'll be back by half eight or whatever. Did not no do that. I didn't <laughs> wake up till like quarter to nine on Saturday. So I ended up going yeah. and the last. By the time I got myself going, the last sort of ten fifteen minutes of my run were very warm because it was very very clement on Saturday, wasn't it?
0: It was very warm. Yeah, I did. I did walk around. I did. I did the lap. Went over to South Bank, walked to Westminster, and then back again. Uh, mm. Had a cup of tea. Just walking around with a cup of tea. And I end up in uh, Leicester Square. Um, and they've got these new statues out. I think they're going to be there for the next year, I think. Um, on top of the audience, they've got a big, brands, brands, a big bronze, uh, which is also, I guess, a brand. Batman. Big Batman looking down on on, on hmm. Leicester Square like a crime fighter. Uh, you've got a Mary Poppins. You've also got uh, Mr. Bean. Is sitting uh, on one of the uh, hmm. on one of the benches, which is quite quite cool. Uh, and I enjoyed the fact that one of the cyclists that was sat next to Mister Bean had used Mister Bean's head to put his helmet on while he ate a sandwich, uh, and that was a very humorous image for me.
1: I mean, the thing is, Pete. I mean, I've got a few things to come back on that. I mean, Mister Bean, okay. fine, keep him away from right. the pandemic as much as possible. He's hapless. Um, He's made of bronze. Mary Poppins should be doing some kind of address the nation on TV to how to how to um, look after kids better, how to keep them occupied, yeah. and frankly, Bruce Wayne should be putting his considerable resources towards fighting <laughs> this, this virus.
0: Yeah, you'd think he'd be on—he'd be in the Bat Cave doing making some bat ventilators, wouldn't you?
1: Because there's nothing that—I mean, to me, my problem with the Batman sort of story arc is that the no Batman <laughs> with. with um, That's what Joker calls him, the Batman. I think that might be what Big Commissioner Gordon calls him as well. But anyway, um, all the stuff he's doing where he's sort of going out, doing low-level street busts, that's just ego stuff for Batman. He really needs to be focused at the very top level on organized crime, on stuff like um, white-collar crime, the stuff, the the really big, big ones, because he's got the resources.
0: He's got the resources and also he's a businessman so he can follow paper trails. He should be working on white-collar fraud. Uh, you know, take a more holistic approach to uh, to, to crime fighting.
1: Oh, well. Master Bruce. Um, Master Bruce. Master Bruce.
0: Master Bruce. Did, Master you, um, Bruce. See, did you see uh, one of the many things that I uh, peppered the sticker of WhatsApp with uh, last week was um, that pop-bitch story about Mylon Class? I'm obsessed speaking of Leicester Square.
1: Oh my but thing, I, I I did see it. I have a very, very slight piece of history of mining class and that she used to work in the same building as me and I was found uh tremendously pleasant. Um what's yeah, what's the yeah. beef?
0: Uh there's no beef. Uh there was uh, the, if no one's familiar with Pop Bitch or Miling Class, let's uh, explain those two uh, concepts, entities. Which one do you uh, want to Myling... do? Uh, I will do Pop Bitch. Pop Bitch was a weekly newsletter uh, containing tittle tattle and celebrity gossip. Uh, not necessarily to the depths of TMZ, but certainly. Uh, would get a little bit spicy at times, but they always did it with a wry right smile and, and a respect uh, and a love for um, uh, the celebrity, the, the, the naff celebrity, so to speak, of, yeah. of, of, of British media. Uh, Miley class, Luke, please.
1: Yes, Miley class first came to um, prominence in two thousand and one as part of the ITV show Pop Stars. She won a place on the band and became a member of Hearsay. Did a very yes. underrated uh, single called "Pure and Simple," which I. Yep. Bloody enjoyed, and I still spin very rarely, but occasionally now. They didn't have much success. They um they broke up. But plot twist alert: mine in class turned out to be a classically trained pianist, and actually mm. uh, a very good presenter. So she now does some presenting, I think, on Classic FM. She does a bit of piano playing as well. I think she might be a contracted model to Marks and Spencers as well, perhaps. Um, so, good on her, more power That's to right. her unless she 's done something unspeakable that i 'm aware unaware of, in which case I would distance myself from her instantly. <laughs>
0: you would cancel that instantly well she not did anything uh, abhorrent uh, but popich the uh, weekly mail out has kind of been doing uh, in the lockdown uh, a daily digest of little you know bits of celebrity tittle tattle and, uh, and 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 consumer slash um reader stories about when they'd met a celebrity uh, but one of the stories that they uh, made it clear is that uh, she uh, she or her PR people, but let's face it, probably her, um, (laughs) points out basically lets uh, photographers for the Daily Mail and probably some other uh, contributors as well, uh, some other uh, vessels, organs, uh, uh, lets them know when she's going to be walking into work. She works in Leicester Square. Global Radio is one of the few radio stations that don't have the facilities to uh, record uh, remotely, uh, even though they should really, to be honest, because uh, you wouldn't exactly say that playing um, Capital Radio Bangers is really a key working uh, situation. Um, but um, she clearly tips off uh, uh, um, paparazzi uh, when she's walking into work because if you got the Daily Mail and type in Mylin Class, K-L-A-S-S, uh, you get what can only be described as a torrent of identical stories served up every single day where Mylin Class is just walking through Leicester Square, walking into work, and some poor, and I am saying poor in this case, poor Daily Mail celebrity staffer has to write a story about in Class entering the building in which she works every day to do her classic FM show. It is amazing. Type but... in in Class to the Daily Mail, sidebar of shame. There is a story every single day where in Class is walking into Global Radio, uh, 29 Leicester Square, whatever it is, and it is incredible that a photographer every single day under lockdown has to go to Leicester Square to take a picture of mile in class.
1: I mean, you say some poor Daily Mail celebrity staffer, that's just a copy and paste job if it's the same every day.
0: It's the same every day, but they've got to vary it up, haven't they? Otherwise, people will notice. The Class Clan will be all over it. But True. somebody has to take a picture of bloody Miley class every morning or every
1: afternoon or whenever she does a show. Incredible! Is that is that what the um, is that what the Miley class fans call themselves? The Class Clan.
0: I don't know. I'm thinking if I was going to make a, a
1: group of uh,
0: followers, that's why I'd call them, and that's why I'm unpalatable. <laughs>
1: You know that um, a lot of pop stars have like their own um, sort of gang, don't they? Name gangs. So, for example, Taylor oh, Swift, right. Taylor Swift are called Swifties. Swifties. Uh, are Cardi right? Ray Jepsen fans are called Jepsies. Yeah. Um, you're you're a bit G- of a Jepsey, aren't you? I am. Yeah. Uh, Lady Gaga's yeah. fans are called Little Monsters. Uh, oh, yeah. There's loads of them. So maybe what would yours be? Donny's Duds. Um, Donny's Duds.
0: Donny's Duds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. Don, uh, Donny's uh, Dudes. Donny's Dudes. Yeah. Hi, dudes.
1: Donny's Dudes. Um, so what, what's your beef here? is Your beef isn't with... Is Mylene... So Mylene is essentially seeding this out and purporting this uh, coverage. Listen, but...
0: it's either Mylene, it's Mylene's PR. Either way, my beef is not with Mylene. Mylene has a profile she needs to maintain. I am just questioning why... Even someone who visits the Daily Mail website every day needs to see a picture of myling class in different clothes, entering the same building every time. I don't know why. Don't they just do one day where they've got a a dressy up box and she just gets changed and 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 reappears with different clothes every time?
1: That's what Instagrammers do, isn't it?
0: What they just put on. What they just get. So they'll go. So they'll go. For example.
1: So they'll go to, for example, say the Grand Canyon. That'll be one trip. And what they'll do is they'll take photos at lots of different angles, lots of different spots within said canyon at different times of the day, across maybe two or three days with different weather and different clothes, and then make out that it's just part of their lifestyle and they're at the Grand Canyon all the time. So then they can see those photos (laughs) maybe five, six, seven times a year. That's the the hustle.
0: Back at the old, back at the big sea. I Actually, mean, grand so
1: can, yeah, that is sorry, completely different. <laughs> that's that's uh, cancer. i con- con- The got, grand cancer got the old big <laughs> cancer. Got, um, got the, the old big, yeah. Oh
0: god! Oh, good, yeah. great news! Oh, we had a lovely time at the Big C.
1: Yeah, oh,
0: it was brilliant. Looking down into the abyss, brilliant. Yeah.
1: What, ah! <laughs> what was that?
0: I dropped, I dropped the little F on the big T. Oh uh, dear! Big it. flask on the big on the on the little
1: toe. Nice. Um, Peter, I, I, I concede in retrospect that the Grand Canyon this was a poor example. Yeah. I, I should okay, probably right, yeah. I should probably say something like, Just... on the terrace of a nice restaurant or something like that. Thank you.
0: Better. Yeah.
1: Nice. I'm having the starter. Good. I'm taking a photo of the starter. I'm now popping to the bathroom to change into some new clothes. Now I'm taking a photo of the main. Then I'm going to go and change again. It's that, but it's all the yeah. same meal. That's the trick. That's how they get it.
0: Right. You. Okay. I see. Yeah. So think
1: about doing it yourself, mate, because i tell you what. <laughs> I, I've actually really um, hit a complete brick wall on my Instagram followers. Not that I, I, I don't check what it do that mean? often. Well, this is the thing. I, I'm not someone who, 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 um, who looks at the amount of followers I've got on stuff too often, but we okay. did an Instagram live Ramble Meets with the lovely Laura Woods last week. Um, yeah. And it absolutely exploded the, um, the Instagram followers of Football Ramble Daily. And I looked at mm. my, uh, and it, may, it just gave me cause to look at my own. And I was like, God, I've been Good on that thought. amount of followers for ages. I just don't think, unless you're very attractive, I don't think you can. I don't think you can really excel on that medium.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what my followers are. I don't post a lot. I only post when I've been on holiday and I've taken some pictures and I've farted about with them in, um, on the computer, but. Yeah, I like, yeah, I like watching people's stories, but I mean, it's kind of, yeah. Same. At, at this point, at this point in, under lockdown, and I, I said we weren't going to talk about lockdown that much, but like, it's, it's very samey, samey, and people are either just, you know, walking around their house. Or just An incredibly
1: like rich viewpoint from one half of the Luke and Pete show there, um, It's a bit, it's a bit (laughs) so, um, on the, on the, um, Instagram vibe, Pete, are you, so, so on the, on the, the photographs you mentioned there, you alluded to the idea of some kind of post-production of your photos. Is that fair? Right. Uh, Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. So, so there's a, there's a TV show called Master Photographer, Master of Photography, right? Yeah. It's a European show. Um, It's interesting. My wife absolutely loves it. It's like her favorite show. And I I fell out of love with it after the first season because I've got a huge amount of beef in principle with the idea that half of the show is them touching up their photos at the end and making them different, changing the colors of things and the the exposure. What should happen, in my humble opinion, is they should be given a film camera and that's it and get out there and do your thing. And once once you get back to the studio afterwards, say you get three reels of film... Your best shot is what you go with because that's what photography should be, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, well, that's the great debate in uh, certainly most uh, photographic uh, disciplines, but then you would sort of argue that what if you want to use a Leica camera? What if you want to use a Sony camera? What if you want to use a – you know, there's different lens um, situations. There's different uh, – what's your policy on reflectors? What's your policy on flash? What's your policy on – you know, there's a million different variables that can change from second to second. So what exactly are you judging? There was one very, very good example of uh, a (laughs) – a, um, uh, what do you call it, a a, a photograph, a photograph competition uh, where a man won a photograph competition. Whereas a man, it, it, it was a picture of uh, some kind of like industrial uh, equipment or just maybe just a, a, a building uh, and, and the camera lens was pointing upwards and it sort of made a very tidy sort of circle uh, of sky. And just at the moment that the guy pressed the shutter, a big Boeing seven four seven happened to fly past, so it was this beautifully framed photo where this Boeing seven four seven just happened to be in the hall, uh, that, that yeah. framed the picture, the whole, uh, the whole thing, and um, and it it turned out, uh, and he after a while admitted it that he just put the Boeing seven four seven in. Therefore, it was just a picture of a building, and it it was a pretty shitty picture of a building at that, and it was kind of like. Well, yeah, that is technically allowed, but it's a big, you know, That's you stretch bullshit, man. the. That's a slippery slope. <laughs> I'm not having it's a that. Slippery I'm not having slope. it. It is, yeah, yeah.
1: So, master photography. The show itself is sponsored by Canon. It used to be sponsored by Leica. So, yeah, look, you have to. I mean, I know people are particular about their photography equipment and everything. You have to use what you have to use. Everyone has to agree at the start. For me. It feels like at the start of the show, let's get a consensus about the equipment we're using. It's not perfect for everyone, but you've got to use it, and then you just take the best photos you can. Because, like that example there, you used to me is completely ridiculous. I remember yeah, someone who used is, to take photos. Yeah, I used to use. I I, I used to know someone who took photos all the time, well into it, and they would be literally taking a photo of say like a forest and then just removing stuff out of the photo they didn't like. I mean, that's not what photography is. Composition is a huge part of it, right? So it shouldn't be. I don't yeah. think it should be allowed. Well, you
0: shouldn't. You shouldn't be photoshopping things out of it or colouring things in. I mean, you're. I mean, you're basically just grading, vignetting, uh, adjusting the natural warping of how the lens works. Because obviously, every different every lens has a different warping effect. You know, every every lens has a different kind of way it processes the image. Are you using a full frame camera? Are you using like a I I don't know anything about cameras at all. But oh, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos about them.
1: Good lord, I've, yeah. I've watched a lot. of People YouTube taking videos cameras apart. That you're the, you're the man for that
0: that <laughs> never take a camera apart no silly. but you've watched but videos yeah, of people doing it oh yeah hugely but yeah it's 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 it, 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 it's very very interesting but you can there are there are certain um forensic uh things you can do to a camera file that can prove that a picture has been highly modified or just slightly modified i thought you love that you should be allowed to you should be allowed to, reframe, you should be allowed to uh, adjust um uh not focal distance but the warp the natural warping of whatever lens whatever uh camera you're using because everyone uses different uh different frames and different lenses but yeah. I, I i do find it very i do find it very therapeutic uh but yes do but people do take the absolute piss but it is regarded <laughs> as if you've, been, if you've taken the if you've if you've taken a picture you're allowed to do with it whatever you fucking want apparently
1: yeah, I don't like that. And on that I note, Peter, like that. just give I don't give me, like that. I don't fucking I like it. Give me a chance to compose myself. We'll take a little break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about some of the things that our listeners want to talk about. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about
0: everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices up. and click, we're back every yeah. second of this podcast. A picture. This is the Luke and Pete Show, and we're back with um, your emails. Uh, are yes. you going to kick off, Luke, with one of the dispatches from the front line of the Luke and Pete Show? Laps, laps, laps.
1: I am. But before I do that specifically, I will give the email address, which is hello at com You're very welcome ah, to it. contact us there. And before I get into the emails proper, I've got a tweet for you, Peter. Um, are you still I there? I've got a tweet for you. Did you momentarily step outside the box?
0: I did step outside the box. I was, uh, there was a, <laughs> there was a, it's a bit windy here and there was a, a a brown paper bag rolling down the road and it looked like a dog doing forward rolls and I wanted to double check that it wasn't that.
1: Excellent. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so on Twitter, Peter, which is at Luke and Pete show, Nathan yes. Gisby tweeted us earlier this weekend and he said, I need your help. My partner wants me to throw away my box of cables that I haven't even looked at for 2 years. Pete, how do I convince her I need them?
0: Um maybe explain the history of some of the connectors? Uh, how they could come back into fashion, for example. Uh, give it the example of the animated GIF. Nobody thought, thought that that uh, would would come back into vogue, uh, but it did. Uh, and possibly consider investing in a £60 a month uh, big yellow box storage solution. Uh, so you can either keep them in that, my dear, and spend 60 quid a month on them, or we can keep them in the house
1: where it's free. Yeah, or would you be interested in giving them a good home, Peter?
0: I don't think I've got room. It ain't my first rodeo. I'm covered in the
1: stuff. I don't think that it's the right use of a storage, storage space, is it? What do you mean? Sixty quid a month, just chuck a lot of cables into a fucking storage space.
0: Honestly, uh, Mark Hens, who doesn't live in the biggest house in the world because he lives in an and it's I get, uh Mark Haynes who does the WrestleMe podcast. He uh, has got a storage facility mainly wrestling memorabilia. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but mainly that's what it's for. Wrestling. To me,
1: that that's that that makes me feel fine. I'm comfortable with that. I can pin that, hold
0: because it's art.
1: Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of it's, a, it's an interest. Cables are it's not an interest. interest cables right. are cables are something that facilitates something else.
0: Cables are not an interest. No, and this is where the looking picture ends. This will be the final show.
1: I like the way that you made an emotion that you started that um, plan with an emotional appeal to this yeah. uh, lady who you've never met by saying, "Think about all the different types of connectors."
0: Yeah, exactly. We've uh, again, look. We have never been more disparate. We've never been more uh, disconnected, uh, and 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 if. If leads and wires and cables can teach us anything, is that we just need a bit more ca- connectivity to each other right now? The, the, no, the, like the very it's fact a metaphor. It's a that a you metaphor. would criticise wires and cables when this very morning or last night we did a video call where I connected your network cable from your Mac to your router. Well,
1: the that, very that,
0: that, hypocrisy from that's Luke partly today. true.
1: The FaceTime call we had. You definitely did help me with that, and it's and it's very much appreciated. And the other portion of the Facetime call was you watching one of my cats drink from the tap.
0: Was well, yeah? I mean, I didn't ask for that. You, you offered that up. It's uh, great, though, isn't it? I, I, I had things on. Nothing. I mean, nothing cats, will be more entertaining than that? Don't cats? Uh, don't cats just do that? They, they like they like water. I mean, should they should have their own access to water? Luke. You're a terrible dad.
1: <laughs> no, we've got a fountain, look at this but one cat. of them just
0: look at this cat eating fish. Look at this cat
1: eating food. Ha <laughs> ha look at this cat go through the bins he looks really hungry
0: <laughs>
1: um all right let's do some emails hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. Right. i've got one here from the lovely joe he just says uh hi luke and pete first time emailer not so long-term listener brackets mm-hmm. i've always feared of what you two would be like without marcus and jim's influence uh well now you know joe um He said, I've been binge listening today, so I'm not sure if you've moved on from this topic, but two of the worst things I've done to impress a girl are as follows. As a cocky 14-year-old, I tried to impress a group of girls from my tutor group during a male PE lesson. While running laps of the field as a warm-up, the group of boys noticed that a few girls from our year were watching from the adjacent computer rooms. This is classic stuff. Mm. As a hormonal teenager, I was desperate to impress and decided to 360 one of the large black bins, which were scattered across (laughs) the field. As the group of us still running approached the bin, I sprinted forward and tried to jump and spin 360 degrees over it and continue running towards the watching girls. The spin worked rather well, but to my eternal shame, as my right leg landed on the grass, my left leg was caught inside the three-feet bin – and I felt ungraciously on my face with the warm contents of a day's food waste surrounding me. It's safe to say my mates were extremely unhelpful and the group of lads all joined in with the girls' laughter, crushing my ideas of a celebratory make-out before next lesson. <laughs> That's number one. Um, yeah. And I like this about Joe because he didn't learn his lesson. Like the best of us, he has not learned his lesson. Like the guy a week or two ago who jumped off a cliff twice, um... Uh, or jumped into some water to impress girls and hurt himself both times. Joe would like to also tell us that as an even cockier 17-year-old, at a house party, his mates and him Uh, He said, we were pretty far gone by this time, spotted the new girl walking into our mate's front room. This girl had recently switched colleges and like the cliche teenagers we were, we all felt instantly in love with the new blonde girl and started competing against one another. Again, classic stuff. As she walked into the room, we were all in the garden and could see her through a pair of full height French doors. We instantly looked across at each other, and the five to eight guys started running and pushing each other to get inside and talk to her, all very undignified. Unfortunately, in an attempt to overtake my rivals, I sprinted around them and left towards the left-hand window, looking to land confidently in the room and impress the new girl. However, what I hadn't noticed or even remembered was that the left door was in fact closed, and I I sprinted into a locked French door. I cannot remember how much this hurt. I assume the 10 cans of warm Carlsberg had numbed my senses, but I do remember the noise, which was enough to penetrate the loud music and cause everyone in the room to stare at the crumpled idiot on the patio outside. I never managed (laughs) to even speak to the new girl, and I withdrew myself from the imaginary competition in embarrassment. I am still just as clumsy as I was as a teenager, but have thankfully matured slightly and now have a fiancé, which saves me from any further humiliation in this particular field. All the best, Mm Joe.
0: I would very much like to know how he uh, gained a fiance. If, if that's yeah. the that idea of, uh, she's of probably the romance. paramedic. <laughs> I mean, never. I mean, on the first one with the tutor group uh, girls, the tutor group should be out of bounds. Uh, if we if we're speaking to, to, to the other listeners, more. out of bounds. They see you at your worst. They see you every single morning. So yeah. You can't put on a brit. You can't put on a brave, decent face every single morning because there is going to mm. be variables. Mm. You are going to be. They're going to see you when you are at your worst, when you are at your tiredest. It's it's not worth. Just just don't try and get with anyone from your tutor group. They're too familiar with your shit.
1: Yeah, I couldn't go and make any uh, meaningful relationships with pretty much anyone in my tutor group because I used to spend the morning tutor group doing my homework.
0: <laughs> oh yes, How am I remember doing that. That was, <laughs> that was uh, a race against time, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Oh, I've written the first page and the fifth page, but where is the rest of the whole history homework, Miss Mister Lee? I, I don't know. I don't know. I said it must have gone gone missing somehow.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Hello else? to... Yeah, go on. Peter. Uh, Alexander,
0: go on, Alexander Leonard, robbery eggs. Hi, lads. Been commentators <laughs> of egg chat. Uh, I thought you two were the right people to send this to. The lockdown has come the undeniable rise in Zoom chats. During one of these the, the other night, uh, a group of mates and I got on the topic of how to scramble eggs. The consensus was largely that they should be fluffy. And creamy, in inverted commas. However, one individual, a dear friend by the name of Paul, claimed his scrambled eggs were very good and even went as far as saying he had perfected the art of the egg scramble. He sent through the attached picture. Naturally, (laughs) it sent... It sent a wave of disgust and outrage through the Zoom chat. Uh, essentially, Paul needs to know how bad his scrambled eggs are, and I feel he would listen to your opinion and potential advice on this matter. We feel his current scrambled eggs look that bad. They resemble rubbery chicken tikka. Love the show as always, uh, Alex. And he has not attached a uh, picture. Um, do, you don't have access to this email. I probably should have... Uh, I have. I'm looking at the at this, picture right now. Are you looking at... Right, right. I'm going with the Flintstones Fruity Pebble
1: uh, cereal. Uh, the John Cena yeah. cereal. So what it, he's also they, done is obscured it quite a lot by putting quite a lot of HP sauce on it as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. Those those so-called fluffy. I mean, it, it's not fluffy. No, they don't look like they've come from the same animal. No, uh, each each individual they look like the sort of thing that gets mined in outback opal hunters. Uh, when they're trying <laughs> to find opals, but they've just come run into a lot of limestone. So it looks Should like that. that remind
1: me of? They remind me of when I used to go on holiday to Somerset with my family, you mm. used to be able to get um, a presentation jar of um, confectionery pebbles. So they were right. made to look like pebbles, but they were actually sweets. Yeah. And you get a yellow colored one that was a lemon flavored one. And it looks like what he's done is he has put a load of those over some poorly toasted wholemeal bread. Let's be absolutely clear about that. Covered it with HP sauce, put it on a fairly nice presentation plate.
0: It's a nice plate. Yeah, that that looks like the kind of plate. He's definitely paid more attention to the plate. Uh, It looks like it's been taken straight out of um, one of those display cases that uh, mums in the 80s used to be very fond of.
1: Yeah, it's not – yeah, absolutely. The kind of plate that your mum would buy that you were never allowed to use. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's a poor effort. But having said that, it's, it's awful. I, I've not – I mean, for me, scrambled eggs are to one's own personal taste. And the slower you cook them, the creamier they are. But I don't really like them that, that creamy. I like to bash them out pretty quick, to be honest. Um, but I will take very good care to fold and to season and all that good stuff. I certainly wouldn't overcook them to that extent. So I'm very sorry of yeah. that guy's friend. If um, Alex's friend feels like his, his scrambled eggs are great, maybe they're great for him, but I ain't going near them. Give me a bowl of cereal when I'm staying over at his house any day of the week.
0: It looks like cereal.
1: It um, does a bit. So actually, thank yeah. you
0: very much. So thank you very much for um, letting Alex um, show us your eggs, Paul. Um, yeah. I've got well, a quick email well, <laughs> here to, to round off with <laughs>
1: Peter. Um, Um, what have we got here? Oh yeah, it's from Jasper, who says, uh, hi guys, Uh, I currently live in Barcelona, I've been in isolation slash lockdown for 20 days and counting. It is safe to say, Pete, strap yourself in for this, I wear jeans inside every day.
0: Uh, Okay, did did I have a policy on this? I forget.
1: We both said that wearing jeans in the house was an abomination, didn't we? I certainly think that. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. needlessly uncomfortable, I would say, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. uh, I'm back I'm, uh, back
1: on board. Yeah, good. Um, I like it that sometimes you're so forgetful, you will forget your own sincerely held opinions. Um, Jasper says, as I'm currently locked down by the Spanish government and we aren't even allowed to exercise like everyone back in the UK, uh, getting showered and dressed as if I was going to the office every day is the only way I can save my own sanity and not descend into a Jack Nicholson in the Shining style madness. As I'm working from home every day with multiple video calls to my colleagues, it's also nicer on them that we don't sit in some form of pyjamas. Anyway, jeans indoors, best Jasper. That is probably an exceptional circumstance, but generally speaking, everyday yeah. life, you not really, shouldn't really be sitting around with jeans on with the big light on. That's poor.
0: It's the summertime. Maybe think about wearing linen.
1: Hmm. Oh, I mean, it's not the summertime.
0: Flask- oh, caught your flask in, did we? <laughs> you thought I was going to speak for longer. Red-handed on the old water. Outrageous. Oh, you caught me now dreaming again. Right. Let's get out of here, hydration station. This has been the Pete Show for Monday. I've been Pete Donaldson. He's been Luke Moore. He's disgusting. Uh, We'll be back on Thursday.
1: Bye. This